I'm Arie Schwartz, along with my co-hosts, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's and O's, along with key stats, we bring honest and critical analysis. One of the hottest topics in professional sports is the MVP talk. Now, obviously, we're just over halfway through the season, Rachel. Um, we're not going to you know, make any definitive statements. We're talking about the MVP talk today. First, Say hi to the folks, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into the parameters uh, of this discussion. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. I'm excited for everybody to get pissed off at you and your Asia Wilson comments. Yeah, exa- yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of what spurred it. I'm not going to lie. Um, now, but I'm not even going to get into that. When, when, when the name Asia Wilson gets brought up, uh, I'm not even going to hit the foghorn. We will discuss it. But she's not in the discussion yet, which is kind of my point of that tweet. Um, the way I view the MVP race is it's kind of like a power rankings, if you will, except it's everything that's happened. For me, a power rankings is a little bit more uh, the last few games, the last week or so. For me, the parameters for MVP talk is the season ends today or the season is over and we haven't started playoff games yet. Who are the best players in the league and who are the players that make their contend- their teams contenders um and so right there uh it's it's tricky because in the w you can be a team that's under 500 going into the playoffs which to me it's the double-edged sword of only appreciating or only respecting enough or putting them in the conversation if they're part of the playoffs and also keeping in mind that some of these teams who are in the playoffs don't have a winning record i'll just lay out my list um Rachel, then you can lay out your list and then we'll kind of discuss and debate and go through it. I think everyone kind of agrees that the consensus MVP as of today is Brianna Stewart. She's just been dominating on all facets, all levels. When her scoring's off, when her shot's not not dropping in the game, she she gets the hustle plays. She gets the rebounds. She gets the assists. She's doing it all. She's my MVP if the season ends today. But in very, very close second in my book is Diana Taurasi, who I think many people are not giving the due amount of respect to her. Kind of in the in the same light of some people might look at younger players and say, oh, they're only a rookie and they're doing this. A lot of people look at Diana and say, oh, she's this old vet and she's doing this. Sorry for using old. I know I'm going to get some backlash for that also. Um but to me, Diana's playing prime basketball. I said this in our last show, Rachel. Diana's playing prime basketball, and that's why she's an MVP candidate in my mind, and I would not be upset if she got it this year. Elena Deladon, who, Rachel, just lay out that stat for me again. 148 games. How many double-digit games? 139. Woo! If that doesn't, <laughs> if that doesn't scream MVP, um, I don't know what else. She's the quickest player to get to 3,000 points. She When, her, when she's going her team's going and when her team's not going she's often that person uh if you've ever seen on the side of the highway or the side of the road the car is dead it's in neutral and there's that one person pushing the car she is that person constantly pushing the washington mystics car um now again these are the rest of this is in no specific order but two players that to me that need to be in the discussion are often overlooked i've been saying this since last year is skylar diggins smith um, she has been out of her mind. Everyone last year in my in in my circles was saying she had a great year. She should have been in the MVP talk. That's on us for not putting her there. But there's no way 
she can leapfrog that to a better year next year. So that sucks for her. And to them, I say check the scoreboard and check the stats. Moving past her, Liz Cambage. Uh, Rachel, I'm not even going to talk about that because I'm sure Liz will be up in your list. <laughs> and I know you'll be you'll be giving her enough airtime. And then someone who was probably the the preseason pick by many smart WNBA minds to win it, uh, Brittany Griner. Brittany, been having a great season. I'm not going to lie. Um, I still have my pet peeves when it comes to her game. But she's a perennial MVP talk player. And, you know, averaging 20.7 games uh, points a game. Uh, you know, she's dropping all right amount of rebounds, 7.3. And she's feeding the ball all right. She's, she's, a, she's getting a good amount of assists in here. That's my top six. And to me, to be in the discussion for the MVP, you got to crack my top six. And the reason I say that is uh, I don't want anybody in my MVP talk who's in the bottom half of the league. This is a 12-team league. So, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, who's your top 10? Top 10 is too big because that's basically just saying, you know, who are who are the 10 best players in the league of 12 teams? So that's kind of kind of a stretch in my mind that there's just too much going on there with asterisks. Rachel, I want to hear your list because I know yours is going to be slightly different. I'm sure we have a few of the same culprits. We're actually very similar. Uh, this is this is so hard for me. I'm such a, I don't even want to call it, like I don't even know how to describe myself, wishy-washy person, if you will, because I think there's it's like looking at like a disco ball. You know, there's like 8,000 different ways to look at this thing. Um, and right now at this point in time, uh, you know, July 16th, uh, now July 17th, when everyone's listening to this, uh, there's just a million ways to look at it, you know, and if we, if we had to pick right now today who the MVP is, I agree, it's Brianna Stewart. I think most people would err uh, on that side of the coin when it comes to her. She's having a dominant season. Um, she's scoring the most points, averaging 22 and a half a game. I mean, the numbers she's putting up are tremendous, eight rebounds a game. You know, they're, they're the top team in the league right now serious contenders. So Brianna Stewart uh, would, would take it home for me today. But after that, it gets very difficult, very difficult for me because I attribute this award to, and, and as everyone does, as most people do, kind of how that team is going to finish, how this thing is going to play out. And right now, in my opinion, I could see Stewart, that thing changing tremendously these next few weeks, because there's so much that could happen uh, from top to bottom. And, you know, Stewart, Griner, Deladon, um, Cambage. I think one of the biggest differences with us was I would I would probably take Skylar Diggins out of it and I would put Asia Wilson in there, which I, I, <laughs> she has she has to be in the discussion and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, I think what the Aces have done if you if you step back and look at it from a different angle, what they're doing, what they've been able to do with a brand new team in the middle of nowhere has been remarkable. And now on the standings, yeah, okay, okay, they're they're in ninth place, they're ten and thirteen. But like they're very capable of now I know they just lost, but they're very capable of going on a big stretch here these next few weeks and getting themselves up and in, up into the standings and, and getting into the playoffs and making some noise. They're a dangerous team. They've got the talent, especially with Kayla McBride playing the way she's been playing, which is uh, incredible. Um, so Asia Wilson is is um, incredible what she's doing as a rookie the number she's putting up the way they're doing it with las vegas and uh the pressure that she's kind of got on her shoulders kind of carrying this team and doing what she does she has to be in the discussion at the end of the day is she going to win it no i don't think she will but 
it just depends on how the aces are going to finish. It's not completely out of the equation to sit here and think that they're going to go on some ridiculous run and be right at the top of the league when, you know, when, when the time playoffs start, um, at least in that top, you know, maybe four or five, it's possible. So um, it's hard for me to kind of project who ultimately is going to win it all because it's going to come down to which team wins it all. And uh, right now there's eight teams that could arguably, you could go down the list, go on and win this entire thing. So um, back to your point, you know, if you, if we had to pick today, Brianna Stewart is um, probably not unanimous, but probably pretty close uh, the winner for that award. Now, some, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. And that one thing I want to put out there on the record, as much of the backlash and the bounce back, clap back, whatever you want to call it, that I got for my tweet, my tweet in my mind was very matter of fact. If the season ended today, she wouldn't be in the discussion. And in my mind, as I said earlier, you could do, you disagree, and I completely respect that. And I also believe we need to have these debates to grow the game. You know, no one, no one would would second guess having these debates in any other professional sports league. So people need to stop uh, thinking that this is somehow me coming at Asia. Because let me be completely clear, she is having one of, if not the greatest rookie seasons in WNBA history. But that I'm going to skip over to something. A player who I'd put ahead of her if you're going to have the discussion. And for me, even to stretch it to seven players uh, or even eight, I'd put NECA or Candice above her. And, and hear me out on why. Asia Wilson, without Kayla McBride coming onto that team, and I understand it's a very different team, and, and there were some other players missing. You know, Kelsey Plum was missing also. But without Kayla McBride, everyone likes to say, oh, Asia Wilson you know, without her, they would easily lose six of those games. Without Kayla McBride, they would lose a lot of those also. The recent amount of pushes that, you know, it's no longer, okay, and, and this is something I've been very critical of. Teams can look at the Aces and say, Asia's going to get her eggs, going to get her buckets. We're not going to try and just completely shut her down. We're going to try and contain her and make sure nobody else kills us because this team is not going to win. Asia's not the player who's going to lift the Las Vegas Aces by herself to beat, you know, all these other top dogs in this game. And that's why Candace Parker and NECA, in my opinion, when, what we've seen is when one of them has gone out, because they both have had some injuries this season, when one of them has gone out, I've still seen that team compete at a high level. And that's why I kind of look at it as, you know, they are players who, in my mind, would enter the discussion before. So now you're talking, you know, seven, eight players before that. And, yeah, if you want to talk top 10 players in the league, Asia's in there for me. But if you're talking MVP race, that, that's just where my mind's at. And I know, Rachel, you're probably dying to tell me why I'm an idiot. Please. <laughs> no, I don't think you're an idiot because I can see I can see your side of it um, as well. Um, I, I, just, I just think I go back to what Asia Wilson is doing, uh, the level that she's playing at right now under the circumstances in which she's playing with um, are remarkable. Um, she is, she's got a chance to be one of the greatest of all time. You know, that's a bold statement, but I, I genuinely mean it. Um, what she's done as a rookie, what she's continuing to do. Um, I think it's a little bit kind of, like I said, what's going to happen that this next month with the aces, are they going to, are they going to keep this going or is this going to be kind of the, the peak or could, could, could Wilson be hitting a little bit of a lull here these last couple games? Uh, there's just so many unknowns, but for me, I, I disagree with you. She has to be in the conversation. At least she, she's in that top six for me. Uh, I, you know, will she get it 
for me, no, I don't think so. I don't agree with that. I just think there is a different tier of players that we're talking about right now when it comes to Stewart, Griner, Deladon. Um, you, you could probably throw Tarazi in there too uh, because of what she's doing, but, but almost borderline. I think it's going to ultimately come down to, to one of those three because they are just on a completely different level of what they're doing in the dominance of their teams right now. Um, as you talked about, the, the engine that makes their teams completely go. Um, to kind of hit on someone you talked about, Liz Cambage, I mean, there's another, another way to look at this. If we just talk about how a player impacts the game in terms of like, all right, you know, your opponent's having to game plan against you, altering an entire scheme and, and what you're trying to do. Now, anyone we're talking about is going to do that. But in my opinion, the biggest one in that, in that, in that category would be Liz Cambage. I mean, she is a nightmare for her opponents. Uh, it alters everything they're trying to do um, even more so than everybody else. And, and so you could look at the, you know, the MVP can't uh, debate just from that angle, which player is the most difficult to game plan against? Does it change the dynamic of what teams are trying to do offensively, defensively? Just which player impacts the game the most with just their presence on the floor? And that is Liz Cambage. So again, we're looking at that uh, disco ball mirror, if you will. There's a thousand different ways to look at it. And it's no different than the GOAT debate that we had a month ago. There's a thousand different ways to look at this thing. And for me, uh, in my opinion, yeah, I agree with you today. Brianna Stewart gets that, but this thing is so wide open. Uh, you know, we haven't even talked about Maya Moore. We haven't even hardly spoken about Candace Parker, who it's not out of the equation that one of them really shoot up here, um, you know, this last half of the season and, and make some serious noise. So I just think it's wide open. It's, it's too early to tell at this point. It's going to come down to how teams finish, um, whether it's the team that wins it all or maybe a team like the Aces who just makes some tremendously incredible run you know, in the second half of the season. And, you know, like, like if the aces can get into fourth or fifth place, make some noise in the playoffs, they still don't win at all. I think Asia Wilson has to be in that debate if she's playing at the level that she's playing at. So, you know, like I said, for me, we, we look at it different. I just feel like it's way too early to tell who's ultimately going to win this thing. I agree with that part. Um, you know, Maya Moore, someone who maybe people give us some flack for not uh, including in this. So I just want to throw this out there. She had seven incredible games where she was MVP style Maya Moore. Other than that, I have not seen that. And, and something I predicted early on in the season, even before the season, for this team to win and like make some real playoff noise, win a championship, Maya Moore needs to be MVP style caliber play throughout the season. If she wants to take some nights off early on in the season, that's fine. But she needs to be stepping up at this point because right now, I mean, I... I the the links are not looking good. They they need to get some stuff fixed and 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 right the ship. Something I want to ask you real quick before we close out this episode. Asia Wilson, watching her, she's kind of in my mind. Does she? Or I, I guess let me pose it to you. Does she remind you of more old school WNBA players, or do you think she is 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 more modern? Oh, I think you had players doing things that Asia Wilson was doing. You know. 15, 20 years ago, no doubt. Um, and I think you, know, you talk to the Tina Thompsons of the world and, and Tamika Catchings of the world, um, those who've kind of seen this thing grow, they would, they would feel that way. Um, the thing about Asia is I really do feel like out of everyone else in the league, she, she's completely unique from anyone else playing right now. 
you could also make that same argument with Elena, um, you know, Griner, whatever. But Asia brings a mentality, um, capability, especially with her young age. And I think that's the biggest part of it is she's doing what she's doing as a rookie. She just got done, you know, like literally like going to class, like, you know, three months ago. So it's, 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 it's incredible to watch what she's doing. I do think she, there's not a lot of players like her in this league, if anyone. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't think it's, I think like, like the player, like Tina Thompson, um, and what she brought to the table, how she played, the way she played. Um, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, you know, she's, she's playing a style of basketball that, like, we've never seen before. I just think Asia Wilson's really good, and she's got a fearless mentality, um, and she's able to read the defense and is capable of uh, making plays based on what that defense is giving her. She makes the right ones pretty much every single time, if you will. Uh, so no, I don't think it's a new style of basketball. I don't think it's anything like we haven't seen before. A lot of people probably don't agree with that, but that's just me, um, in my opinion, and kind of watching this game grow for all these years. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I was getting at. She reminds me of, you know, Tina Thompson, Cheryl Swoops, th- those old school players who, there's just something about her game that that's what she reminds me of. I mean, yes, she can work the paint extremely well, but her driving ability, her mid range shots, uh, she just very much so reminds me of, I don't want to call it the golden era, but the original era of the WNBA, if you will. I'm with you. All right. Well, I'm glad we agree on that because we don't agree on if she should be in the MVP talk, but that's okay. (laughs) That's what it's all about. The debates. I'm Aria Schwartz with my amazing co-host, Rachel Galligan. This has been the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, different topics important to the W.